Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. My name is Orchid Brown. You can find me on Instagram at Orchid Eye Brown. I hope you guys had a really good week. I know for Ottawa, we are currently getting out of lockdown and a lot of people are looking forward to this. A lot of people are planning to do a lot of things during the cold season. I, for one, cannot say that I'm excited about the lockdown being lifted because it's cold out and I actually don't really want to do anything. (laughs) I am just truly enjoying staying at home, relaxing. I mean, Netflix had a bunch of shows and movies that came out, and I think I watched a few, even though I wasn't really interested in watching most of the stuff that they released. But I did watch the entire series of Deadly Class, and one of the reasons why I had to watch it is because uh, one of the actors in there is from Doctor Strange, which honestly, Doctor Strange, the first movie was really good. I've watched it like three times already. But the character in the movie, I think it's called, his name is called Lim. And he is now in this series on Netflix called Deadly Class. So I decided to just watch it and actually it was very interesting. I finished all of it because I'm a binger. So, I mean, if you're one of those people out there who produces series and drop one episode at a time, good luck. I am the type of person that's going to wait till the entire series is over to watch it because I'm a binger. So, if you're hoping for views, I am sorry to say I will not watch it if it's one episode at a time. I am the type of person that's going to wait until, you know, the series is passed or enough episodes already in for me to binge a few. And then I'll take a break for another few weeks until I get enough episodes. So, I am literally the worst. We are in the society of binge and I understand that Netflix and sometimes Disney Plus and other streaming apps are trying to find ways to get people back into one episode a week at a time and we're over it. We're completely over it. We will we will wait. We will wait. So enough of a small talk. I wanted to get into what this week's episode is going to be about, which is penis envy. I know a lot of people are like, penis envy, why would you choose such a topic? I said, well, you know, when I was really thinking back at some situations that I've been in in the past and conversations that I've had, I realized, you know, maybe I needed to kind of talk about it. I have heard this term before in school. So When I heard this term used years later, I was confused because that wasn't the meaning when I learned it. Let me set up the conversation that I had with this specific person. I was at work and I was having a conversation with a contractor. I had a supervisor who was a woman and God, she was a bitch. So hateful. Her boss was a bitch too. They both basically had a stick up their butt with no joy in their lives. They were like the hateful crew that went around terrorizing everyone. They did not discriminate, thank God. They did not, you know, judge you based on your look or what your sex is. They didn't even contemplate skin color. They treated everyone equally, but their boss was the exact same way as well. Very weird. They even disrespected the clients that paid them and they got away with it. I have no idea how they will convince these clients to not leave when the contract is up with all the complaints. I just, I don't know how they're going to do it. The contractor that I was talking to has been working for the client longer than the company. 
that I worked for. And he felt that my company had no respect for people that paid them and the contractors who came in to service their clients. He said she must have dick envy. I was taken aback because I have never heard that term used to describe a hateful woman. So I asked, how so? I said, please explain. He said the way she talks to men, she must hate men and feel powerful when she disrespects all men. So I responded, that means she has dick envy? Question mark. He said, yes. She makes it a point to let men know she has bigger balls than they do. She talks down to them like they are stupid because she has a point to prove. He doesn't realize she did that to everyone. I understand after meeting her boss that she has been treated that way from the top and it trickled down to the bottom. Like it was our fault that management sucked. That's an organizational problem. That's not our problem. We're at the bottom. We don't make the decisions. You know, as far as we're concerned, she can get off of our back. The higher ups chose to promote these individuals. They did their time based on their previous experience. They were the right woman for the job and they knew when to be nice, sweet as pie. I was always shocked when they turned on for their bosses. I would stand there shocked, jaw dropped because it was that shocking. I've never seen these women ever behave nicely to anyone. They've just been so hateful. So to see it for once in my life, I I just stood there staring at them, didn't know what to do. They turned around and saw me staring, my jaw drop, and they gave me the dirtiest look I've ever received in my entire life. Because at this point, someone has witnessed them being fake. But their eyes... Their eyes would show their true intentions and it wasn't love or genuine fondness. It was just hate and the CEO couldn't see through it. Even if he did, what could he do about it except stay ignorant? It works for most organizations. So before I conclude that story with a backstory, let me explain penis envy so you can understand why I was confused as to the term being used in this particular situation. The concept of penis envy came from the father of psychoanalysis, Sigmund Freud. He founded a branch of psychological therapy that focuses on the conscious and the unconscious mind, the study of how the two interact. In his 1933 lecture, Femininity, he said women became envious of penis, penises, it's a lot of penises, at a young age, when they realize boys derive more sexual pleasures from their penises than girls do from their own sexual organs. He said penis envy grows over time and manifests in a daughter's love for her father and the desire to give birth to a son because that's the closest a woman will get to having a penis of her own by producing sons. Penis envy could mean a woman's envious of a man's power and status. A woman struggle with these power dynamics in relationships, equal pay, positions, etc., always undervalue. They always feel undervalued. So it is a metaphor, not that a woman actually wants to have a penis dangling between their legs, 
but that the freedom that comes with having a penis is what a woman wants and envies. Looking back at my childhood, I, I didn't want to have a penis. I wanted the freedom boys had, but I didn't want to give up my femininity. Things that came with being a girl. I also didn't want to grow up to serve a man, be his maid, his cook, his sole caregiver for our children, as I saw a lot of women doing as well as working to bring money into the home. That freedom, that freedom that these men, fathers, husbands had is to be envied. No one wants to be a slave to their life. Don't get me wrong. Some women say it is an honor to do all, all of that for their family, but no one envied them. Most girls grew up just not wanting that life. And again, that's all that you just heard is my own opinion. I cannot speak for every woman on this planet. Some women might have grown up and thought, hey, I want to be that. I want to be a homemaker. I want to basically do every single thing. And he gets to go off and have his freedom. And I don't really have it because it's just so rewarding to do all of this stuff day in and day out and never get a break, not even a friend. And if I do have a friend, a friend has to want and desire the life that I want so we can sit in our houses together just conversating about, oh, my God, laundry. You know, a girl might perceive that her brother has more advantages in life because he has a penis, since that makes him different from her, which would mean that immediately she has penis envy because she wants it. You know, a penis is a common indicator of being a man. It is not an expression. Having a penis doesn't make you better or happier. Men have their demons too. Some hide it better better than many their struggles their insecurities trauma etc all of that everyone has to deal with it doesn't matter if you have a penis or a vagina you're not exempt from dealing with human problems they say a common characteristic is the hostile feeling towards one's mother and fixation with or potentially sexually attracted to one's father a sexual attraction towards a parent ew I have to end it there because for me personally, I am not sexually attracted to my father. I, If I was a man, I would not be sexually attracted to my mother. I have seen many guys who grow up and they pick the complete opposite of their parent. Um, if it's a boy, they'll, they'll try to stay away from women that might remind them of their mother because they have some unresolved issues with their, with their mother. And for certain women, they try to avoid relationships that you know exhibits behavior of their father but some people just can't help themselves it's not that they're 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 attracting those men that represent who their fathers are sometimes they just have some unresolved issues and they really didn't see it coming and then they end up with someone that reminds them of their father and they wonder oh my god how did i end up here well my lady please seek therapy it doesn't mean that they want to actually be with someone that reminds them of their father especially if they don't have a strong bond with their father or if they don't really like their father they have some traumas or issues that they experience through their father like the neglect or rejection certain things like that that can really traumatize a child no one goes out in the world and go hey i want to be with my father so i need to go find that 
picking someone that resembles your father or certain characteristics it's just it's it's more of your your need inside to to solve this unresolved emotion or a feeling of abandonment or rejection that you need to solve within yourself and you went to seek it from someone that might have resembled your father and you didn't even know you didn't know and a lot of men even end up marrying women that remind them of their mother because they have these unresolved issues that they need to get through but it's not because they actually really wanted to be there it's it's done unconsciously just as i started out explaining you know penis envy um, and explaining Sigmund Freud and his purpose in this world of the psychology of the conscious and unconscious mind it's quite relevant that that argument can be placed in this sort of situation as well. I won't get too deep into it. That's an entire podcast on its own, and it might take a lot more minutes to really dissect and break that down. But I really want you guys to think about it and understand. From my point of view, specifically, I don't think that people who have been traumatized or damaged by a a parent is willingly going out there and trying to seek someone who resembles them so they can continue that abuse. Honestly, I really do feel that on an unconscious level, they might be trying to seek healing and they went to the wrong place thinking that's how they heal. And honestly, most people would realize when their when their relationships fail that they need to go figure out their shit so they will then turn back around go back into the past talk to mommy and daddy whoever they have issues with and really try to hash it out and a lot of people walk out of that situation just not getting the validation and the satisfaction that they need from that conversation so they have to go seek therapy that's why i'm not going to go further down that line because i feel like i've made my point and you've all gotten it so let's continue to the first point boys derive more sexual pleasures from their penis than girls well on that women can have multiple orgasms whereas men can luckily if they're lucky they might be able to get two if they're lucky In the past, men were used to having women that were not sexually satisfied, hence the cheating on both sides. Their dissatisfaction with their life, expectations not being met, misery. Some people did what made them feel alive, which sometimes includes sex and drugs. Okay, well, most time it includes sex and drugs. Something to help them to escape. Boys had more sexual liberation than women, It was encouraged and praised for a boy to have sex with multiple women. It made him a man. And even if he raped a girl, he would get away with it because it was her fault. Girls have had more restriction and more consequences than, than men ever had. Before I continue with any more opinions or statements on this matter, I hope that everyone understands that the way that a boy is raised is a reflection on the parent. I'm not referring to if he goes out and commit murder, that it's your fault. I'm just saying how he treats women is, is how he was taught at home. So if a boy goes out and rapes somebody, yes, it's a reflection on the parents because it was your job to teach this boy to respect women. Back to what I was trying to say. Women were blamed for everything, including a man's decisions. And 
I can understand why penis envy was created to explain the resentment in women towards men for their freedom, power, and status. And they never got blame. If a man stepped out of his marriage, it's a woman's fault. She wasn't doing enough. She wasn't giving enough sex. She wasn't making his home happy. She was a nagger. She was this. She was that. She was whatever. He never, he was never blamed. It was never the woman that got blamed. And the worst part about it is, it's usually women that blame other women when men decide to, to do these things to harm the family and to harm their reputation as well as their wife's reputation and put that pressure on the woman like it was her responsibility to lead him. And this goes all the way back to Genesis when the world was created, Adam and Eve. Do you know how many Christians blame Eve for Adam eating the apple? Because Adam has no common sense in, in the world. And if God said to both of them, don't eat the apple, and she was tempted into eating the apple and did and gave it to him, he had a right to say no. But again, it was her responsibility to give him common sense. It was her responsibility to guard him. It was her responsibility to lead him and say to him, I'm going to eat the apple, but you shouldn't eat the apple because you don't have a mind of your own. You don't know how to make any decisions for yourself. So, you know, let me protect you as the man and I'm just going to make that decision for myself. No, they just, they just, did not give Adam any blame whatsoever in his decision to eat the apple with her. Women became evil from that day forward. Women became the problem since that day forward. We have been blamed for everything. It doesn't matter if you didn't do anything. You, as a woman, it's your fault regardless, and the man should never have any blame. Now let's get into the second point, which was grows in time. And I thought to myself, all right, if I was to dissect this entire statement, and which is exactly what I'm currently doing, let's break it down. So I just did the first point, and the second point is that it grows in time, which is the indication of resentment. So I guess Sigmund Freud was trying to say that this envy for a man's freedom, power, and status, it grew in time. And I understand that part very clearly. I don't need to add anything to that. So let's go into the third point, because again, I'm breaking down this entire thing here. The third point, manifests in a daughter's love for her father and her desire to give birth to son. So manifesting in a daughter's love for her father could mean dependency or validation of a father figure. Boys have their issues as well, so I'm not sure why this was significant um, unless the girl is a burden until she can be favorably married. That's the only thing I can really think about when I think of that statement of manifesting a daughter's love for her father. And if you really think about the past and what a lot of young girls had to deal with, their value system was based on finding a favorable marriage, a family with money, you know, having some interest at some point at a very young age to, to, to find a mate. And so that was their sole purpose. And in order for that to be effective, they needed their father to, to put, put her out into the world with his backing, with his status, with his power, with his freedom and with his connections to show that his daughter is a valuable daughter and all of you will want to buy his cow and pay for it. Or sorry, he will pay for it. If you don't have the love and support of your father during that time, good luck. 
good luck finding a husband. You're just going to be considered something unfavorable and not of value and no one's going to want to marry you because your father clearly doesn't love you. So yeah, they had no choice but to pursue the love of their father so that they can have a favorable life, a comfortable life because without him, he they would not be able to find prosperous husbands to really reflect upon them in a favorable way and guess what that that was her status that basically you needed a valuable man beside you to marry you to have kids with to provide you with a home and the money regardless of what he's into it doesn't matter all that matters is how it perceives to the community, to people around you. And to see you marry favorably will look better on your family. So you need your father's love to accomplish that. Which carries on into desire, to the desire of giving birth to sons. Having a boy in this world where boys are more advantaged um, is looked upon favorably. In the past, when a father dies, everything goes to the son, not the daughters. If a man only has daughters, then it goes to the extended family members, such as cousins or nephews. The mother and the daughter are left out of a home because they're female. And since the mother could not produce a son, that's basically her punishment. Times have changed, but the idea that a boy is an easier upkeep and will bring money into the family because he has a penis is still in effect they will take care of the parents but women are the caregiver if you really think about it so they take care of the parents when they get older they check in more often they call more often they visit more often they bring their kids around more often some some guys or some boys grow up they have their family they could they couldn't be bothered they put them in a home they visit them maybe once a month not once a week to check in to make sure you'd you'd be very surprised thank god for certain sensitive boys nowadays who really do love their parents they will go out of their way to really visit their parents and be by their side when they get older because you know they only have so much time to live and they want to savor every single moment that they could have with their parents so thank god for those boys but majority of the time it's women are the ones that are pushing for for this and pushing for the health of their parents and watching them and checking them and making sure that they're taken care of having a penis nowadays doesn't mean squat having a penis doesn't make you successful it's hard work working smart knowledge and investments that makes a man successful discipline and drive as well as patience if a boy is not taught any of these things then good luck with that do women really want to be a man and have a penis for me no i can't really speak for all women but for me, it's it's definitely a no. I do not want to be a man. I don't want their struggles. I have enough as a woman. I don't need to take on man's struggle problems as well. There are women slash girls that identify as men or trans. Some have gone as far as to try to complete a sex change. But both women and men make these decisions every day. I can't speak to the psyche or explain why people make these decisions but it's none of my business and i am choosing to not get involved in things that are none of my business i personally enjoy being a woman i see the struggles that men had to deal with 
And I don't envy it at all. I really don't. That's a lot of pressure. And I mean, keep in mind, women have their pressures too, but that's a whole nother level of demons that I just can't, I cannot handle. Now, let's go back to the story (laughs) I shared earlier on Penis Envy and what the contractor was saying about my supervisor. Now that you know what Penis Envy is all about, do you agree with what the contractor was saying? Let's get into the backstory and see if you still agree or disagree with what the gentleman was saying. These women were a part of the military in their younger years. Imagine being a part of the boys club as women, the sexual harassment, talking down to you, treating you like you're stupid. For years, you had to play along to get along. I can only imagine the games these boys played to get into these girls' pants. And if they were successful, the shame that came with it. They left the military as admin support only to find themselves in a job that hired them for their experience within the military and time served. Keep in mind that this is years of standing in their masculine energy and presence to survive the boys club. They wear their hair short, you know, boy cut, um, dress masculine and behave like men overcompensating for their vagina they were very butch i don't know how else to say it i'm trying to have you paint a picture in your mind um they were married and they were left for a younger version more feminine woman because the men at this point just had enough and their husband went on to live their lives No shame extended to the men for their decision. Why would anyone choose misery for the rest of their lives? I would have left too. No judgment. And a long time ago, they survived and stayed that long. Kudos to them. They started their job and they have been criticized by men on the fact that they didn't serve or didn't actually serve time in the military. They had a comfortable job behind a desk. So Why are they overcompensating and talking down to men who actually serve time? They found that disrespectful. These women didn't care. The emotional wounds were deep. Is emotional trauma more significant than physical trauma? I don't know. It's a discussion for another time. Because, again, these women went through emotional trauma being a part of the boys club. And then the men who actually served time in the military might have gone through physical trauma. But I can't say that one is worse than the other because trauma is trauma regardless. But to demean someone else because, oh, you know, what you had to deal with wasn't really that bad is not the way to go, in my opinion. But some people do like to do that, to compare and to make something seem not as bad because it's not what they experience. Rumors spread that they were only admin in the military because they trusted the wrong person. All these people that disliked them to the point of hatred had a field day with that information. 
all that disrespect they were giving finally came back to them after you know they're walking down the hall hearing all these whispers and realizing that the people that they have mistreated so poorly is looking at them in the eye and looking down at them almost they, they start to really feel the pressure so that anger that they brought into the situation has just become more angrier it's very weird seeing anger become more angrier um then it got around that one of the witch <laughs> the witches uh husband worked for one of the companies um one of our clients at the time uh everyone wanted to see the husband that left her see how happy he was he seemed like a good man from what i saw because i happened to be in that vicinity at the time and everyone's like oh my god look there's the husband or the ex-husband and i looked at him and he's pretty happy he was talking to everyone he was smiling you know he seemed like a very genuine sweet guy um happy to be at work he looked like he was living his life while she just looked miserable every single day and they're always in that bitch click sorry witch witch click where they just stand there all in a group together just looking down at each other their nose and their face all scrunched up i can't i can't describe what it looks like but i'm sure you understand what i mean everyone was happy for him even though we didn't know him we were like good for you man you go out there and you find your happiness don't stay in misery you could imagine what these women were going through just experiencing all the people that you attacked for so long and belittled and made feel like shit finally knowing enough information about your life that they now just kind of look down at you so i i did feel bad for them but it's kind of like why why make enemies why make people hate you so much that the only thing they can do is rejoice in seeing your misery and actually seeing that someone left you and is happier for it a lot of people believe they can gain respect by disrespecting people they harass they bully and they try to make people's life miserable because misery likes company some people don't know when to quit quit your job if this is how it, it turns you or who it turns you into quit the hate quit the misery just quit it they just can't do it it's all they have to live for you disrespect people you get disrespect back it's that simple you should never use your authority to harm others that doesn't make you powerful it makes you weak and of course that is my opinion not everyone might agree as for penis envy that that's not it that's my opinion in in some situations not this one there are some men that are offended by women in power so they bring the attitude and the disrespectful energy to trigger a response from certain types of women in power but there is only so many go hi going high that a woman can do michelle obama we, we can't be doing that for long maybe if it's like a one-off sure choose the high road but if it's a constant thing okay it's time for you to step up stand up for yourself and put your foot down and be like you want to go low let me go low with you because it will not end well for you i completely understand women have to deal with a lot of disrespect in the position of authority not saying that men don't but sometimes we deal with a lot more they receive it from the boys working under them 
and the girls. The girls are not forgiving. They are really not forgiving because some can be easily led to fit in the boys club and to get a to get the guy. So many girls will demean other women just to get the guy. They don't know what they stand for as girls. So they follow the guys they think they like and tear down other women with with boys just to feel valued. And I say that because it's very much tied to your identity. I, I don't know how else to say it. It really is. When you don't understand the struggles that a woman has to go through, if you were not raised by women that, you know, weren't just telling you the fluffy, fluffy of the world, but real talk with you, you would never try to tear down a, a woman that carries herself well, that is ambitious, that's working too hard. She's not letting any guy get between her legs. And so a lot of girls in this type of situation can't really tell the difference between a guy who's tearing a girl down because she's rejected him, because she's like, listen, I'm about my business right now, I'm about getting my my job done, doing my work well, making my money, and focusing. A lot of, of girls don't know that backstory. They start to disrespect the woman that is working really hard because they don't know. And I'll, I'll get into that, just give me a, a few minutes here. A lack of understanding in regards to respect is normal. I have been guilty of that when it comes to posers and they use their authority to make friends, harass or sleep with people beneath them, bully others, the list goes on. These are the people that I can't respect. Maybe I have a high standard for people in management position or people who have a specific authority I, I clearly do if I cannot respect people that will use their power to to do bad things. I expect better. Being human is not an excuse I will ever use for those types of people because now it's not about human humanity, it's about selfishness. You're deciding to use your position and your power to get what you want and exact the type of punishment that you want on other people because you're petty. Because you, you clearly don't understand that the position that you're in comes with responsibilities. People will believe that you don't deserve it. But angry women in authority position doesn't mean dick envy or penis envy. Get that out of your head. So now that I've completed that specific part, because I really need to come to a conclusion with that, I will kind of go back a little bit to when I was talking about girls who don't understand other girls' drives. Being in u university just kind of taught me a lot about the dynamic uh, between girls. There's always this one girl or two girls or a few girls that were raised in a, in a particular way. And they were raised to go get what they want, no matter what. And they were not allowed to be distracted because they didn't come to university to do stupid things. They didn't come to university to fall off their path. They came to university to get to the level that they needed to get to and move on to the next stage in their path. They're not there to pick up little boys or to, to fulfill some guy's fantasy or to be adventurous. They have their eye on the ball, like that's how they were raised. But then there are certain girls who just kind of went to university because this is what they want to do, but it's not really, they're not passionate about it. It's just what they have to do. 
You know what I mean? You ever met those types of people when you went to school with them? And so they tend to judge the girls that carry themselves well, as I mentioned before, the girls that take very good care of themselves, the girl that has the knowledge to not fall for a dude that's sweet-talking her while she's in school. She knows that she doesn't have any real thing to bring to the table except her debt, her debt and her lack of not finishing her degree as of yet. So it's like, what exactly does this man want from her? She knows that he just wants the pussy. And she's just not going to fall for that. Now, when a girl says, hey, I'm not really interested, what does the guy do? He goes and he talks shit. He talks shit to his boys. Oh, she's a hard one. She's just behaving this and she's behaving that. And then he'll go and he'll talk to the to the the girl that's that's more boyish, you know, that comes off more like a tomboy, but she hasn't really hit her femininity yet. And in my mind, I'm like, if a guy is coming to you and he is talking shit about another female to you, you're he's basically telling telling you that you're just one of the guys. He doesn't see you as attractive. He doesn't really see you as more than that. The man isn't even trying to get with you. What man is going to go up to a woman a woman that he considers to be desirable to talk shit about another woman and expect to get her. That's not the case. But a lot of girls don't realize that. When a guy comes to you as, you know, as a friend, he only sees you as a friend. He's not seeing you as anything more. So for you to sit there and listen to him talk shit about someone you know is on their grind, it's working their asses off and it's not about that life. And for you to participate in it and start saying, oh yeah, well, she thinks that she's the shit and blah, 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 blah. That's a representation of your self-esteem. Find your identity. Rather than sitting there trying to get the attention of a guy who's coming to you to talk about another girl, which is a clear indication that he's really not that interested, it shouldn't shouldn't be it shouldn't be something you you should be entertaining focus on your books focus on what you need to focus on because at the end of the day tearing down another woman's drive and hard work that she's putting in and rejecting of guys who just want to waste her time or just want her to be by his side so he can look good to the other boys like nobody got time for that they really don't i wish sometimes that a lot of girls will realize that because honestly when a guy comes to me to talk shit about somebody if I can see that this girl is working her ass off, you bet you I'm going to defend her because I respect her hustle and I respect her grind and she is going to go places. But I mean, if the dude comes and he's venting about someone that I don't like, like I'm not defending her because I know exactly who she is. I'm not saying that I'm perfect when I say some of these things. I am one of those people that will shoot the shit about a girl that I can't stand. I'm that girl as well. But I mean, if I notice that she is behaving in a way that's below standard for a woman to be behaving who's going off into this world, you won't get any love from me. You just won't. So I would always try to educate the guys like, hey, if this is the way that she's behaving, leave her alone. She's not your type. Now, you can vent to me if you want to, but understand that once this conversation is over, you need to put this in the past and move on with your life. Focus on what you need to focus on. Get what you need to get done. And the right girl will eventually come along and everything will not be this difficult. And so that's usually how I end certain types of conversation with guy friends is just trying to like help them to understand that this is not for them. I mean, I remember me and my friend Nadia, we went to a sushi restaurant <laughs> on downtown. 
I'm not even going to say where because I forgot. It was like Sushi Khan. And we happened to be talking at a table. And these two guys were sitting beside us at another table. And this dude was just never met him in my entire life. And he was talking to his friend. And he was just venting about this girl that, you know, he met in university. And he's totally into her. And he just doesn't know. Like one moment she seems like she's into him. The next moment she doesn't seem like she's into him. And when he tries to call her or text her, she doesn't pick up or she doesn't respond. He doesn't really know. She's very hot and cold. And so I had to stop the conversation I was having with Nadia and I looked at him and I said, buddy, she's just not interested. And he says, what? I'm like, I, you can talk about this as much as you want to your friend and your friend is listening and he's trying to be supportive. But at the end of the day, she's just not that interested. And he just looked at me like mind blown and I'm confused. I'm like, I thought this was straightforward here. And I'm looking at Nadia like, am I, am I lost here? I'm, this is confusing isn't it straightforward? I looked at the friend and the friend's looking at me like mind blown as well. And I'm like, for real? Y'all go to university spending how much money to get a university degree and y'all can't tell when a girl is not interested? We have to do, we have to know when a guy is interested or not. And it's very obvious when a guy isn't very interested. So if we look stupid not getting this, why, why is it like, oh my God, my mind just blown. He, she really isn't that interested. And he looked at me and he just said, thank you for saying that to me. And I said, for real? He's like, you're this random person that I've never met. You happen to be over here in a conversation while you're having a conversation with your friend. And you stopped me in a conversation to just tell me straight up that she's just not that into me. And I feel like a weight just lifted off my shoulders because I kept thinking I did something wrong. And I said, no, you didn't do anything wrong. She's just, she's just not about that life. She came to university. She's getting what she needs to get done. She decided that she, you know, she just wanted a dick on the side. And that was you. So, I mean, don't take it to heart that, you know, oh, she's not interested in me. What am I doing wrong? It, this is just how it is in the world. Now, honestly, from here on out, you need to leave this girl alone, especially if you actually have feelings for her and you actually want something to work. Leave it alone. Stop texting her. Stop calling her. If you if you want her to contact you whenever she wants some dick, then sure, you can decide in that moment that you're going to go over and get some. But at the end of the day, this emotional stuff and trying to make it seem like you guys have more, it's not working. It's not working for you. So if you're looking for something a bit more meaningful, you need to find a girl that's going to give you the same energy and be on the same page with. And he was like, damn, thanks a lot. And I mean, this was an educated brother. He dressed sharp. He looked good. Like he carried himself real well. And this is what he was struggling with. And he just didn't understand because he's never been in this situation before being in university. So university, you know, it's, it's a lot of lessons learned. It's a lot of lessons learned when you, when you go to university or college, whichever it is. You learn about human behavior. You, you kind of see what people do and understand it a little bit better. So when you go out into the work world and you see certain types of behaviors, you can literally see a situation and go, oh, damn, I saw this in high school. But y'all are like 45, 50 years old. Like, what are, what are you doing? You know what I mean? I didn't mean to go off topic. I think I've already covered the penis envy part of the discussion, um, I think. But I really kind of wanted you to understand where some of my thought process is coming from when I talk about how girls can be unforgiving. 
and why they might be unforgiving. That lack of understanding because they're not there yet with other women is sometimes, it's a friction. It's almost like two girls who are just not on the same page, who just don't understand each other, are pushing against this invisible barrier where even though you're talking to the girl, she's not understanding a word you're saying because she's not on your level. And then she'll be saying something to you and you understand what she's saying, but you're like, girl, grow up. You see what I mean? And so I just kind of wanted people to to kind of understand that aspect a lot of the girls that who are unforgiving to other women they really don't understand they really don't and they those same girls who really haven't figured out their identity as of yet tend to make mistakes and to do stuff that that is within their own understanding and eventually when years go by and they finally click like, oh my God, like this is a lesson that this girl was trying to teach me and I never understood it, then they feel like shit because of the way they behaved. And then shame comes into play to realize how they embarrassed themselves in that moment of lack of understanding. So yeah, I just, I really wanted to kind of add that aspect to this so that you kind of understand where I'm coming from when I explain about that specific part that might seem random but it really isn't it's all connected in some way it's all about interpersonal relationships all about interpersonal communications so now that we have covered um, all of that and we have now come to an understanding of the topic and the different extensions of that topic uh, I just want to say thank you for supporting Orchid Bloom's podcast. You have been great. I'm going to call you guys bloomers because you are bloomers. Don't forget to click the follow button under Orchid Bloom's podcast uh, on Apple, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And don't forget Podbeam. Uh, visit our social media page for updates on our guests per week or our guests on the podcast and the YouTube channel either way you'll know about our guests our social media pages are facebook at the ambitious obsession instagram and twitter at the ambitious ops and of course my personal instagram page which is at orchid eye brown don't forget to share your favorite podcast episode with your family and friends and i hope you have a splendid day